Bob Torricelli was the senior United States senator from New Jersey, a member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee. Senator, welcome. I'm fine, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for coming on. Senator, where were you when you you first heard that a plane flew into the World Trade Center? In those days, I had a small condo on the top floor of a building of looking upon the Capitol. It was just down off the hill, probably the closest residential building to Capitol Hill. And I was still in my apartment that morning, and my um, actually John Corzine, who was then my, the junior senator from New Jersey, called me, and he said, did you hear just what happened? You better turn on the television. Um, and that's how my day began. And did you – at, at what point did, did you realize that this was this was more than just a plane going into the Trade Center? Actually, almost immediately. The, the, uh, the Congress was still open. Um, my former wife was working at the Democratic National Committee, and my staff had already come to work. And uh, the minute I saw that picture, and actually uh, my recollection is the Today Show was saying that a small plane was had hit the World Trade Center as if it had been an accident. And the minute I saw that picture, I thought, that's, that's no accident. That's a terrorist attack. I called my office, and I said, get everybody out. And I called my former wife at the DNC. She said the guards are saying it's fine. And I said, no, it's not. Start walking away from the Capitol as fast as you can. Um, uh, at that point, I had a balcony on my condo, and I went out there, and I saw these two Army helicopters land, and they took the House and Senate leadership away from the Capitol. So a select few got information very fast. The rest of the Congress did not. Um, the Capitol was not fully put on alert and not evacuated for a period of time. But they got Senators Daschle and Lott, and they got the Speaker out of there immediately. And you later it became obviously much bigger the the, the Pentagon, and then then what what happened in Shanksville? I actually heard that I could hear from my apartment the Pentagon, the explosion at the Pentagon, and shortly thereafter heard fighter planes over overhead. So yeah, it was it was unfolding before my eyes. I actually because we were told. Um, uh, the Capitol Police were telling us that they were still an unaccounted for plane, which, of course, is the plane we now know crashed in Pennsylvania. And the the, uh, the authorities had a pretty good idea. That plane was probably headed for either the White House or the Capitol. So uh, I was sitting there after I heard the Pentagon explosion, half expecting another plane to appear and uh, and hit the Capitol. And had it not been for those extraordinarily, in my mind, under-heralded, incredible American heroes who took that plane down, the United States would not have a Capitol building today, in my judgment. You had to be worried about your own mortality at that moment. You know, in retrospect, it didn't occur to me that had that plane come to hit the Capitol, it may not have hit the Capitol. It could have come a quarter of a mile short and hit where I was standing. Um I think more significantly is, as I was thinking about that day, most events in history unfold rather slowly, and you don't understand the significance of them for a period of time. World War I, the country kind of slipped into the Depression. The Cold War evolved over time. Really only the attack on Pearl Harbor and 9-11 did you know from that moment uh, something significant had happened and the future wasn't going to be the same as the past. They were singular events in that dimension. 
And I'm speaking with former U.S. Senator Bob Torricelli. Senator, I mean, I'll read to you what, what you said that day. You said it, it is not an overstatement to declare that this was an act of war against the United States, and it is insufficient that those responsible are simply apprehended. Uh, you know, as you, as you have a chance now, 20 years later, to look on that, has, has the United States adequately fulfilled that, that commitment that you made? You know, David, I think about it so much, and I talked to some of the um, families who had lost loved ones in the last couple of days who have called and talked to me about those days. I have mixed feelings about it. I, I think, as usual, the United States military responded brilliantly in uh, overtaking the Taliban and al-Qaeda. It was an extraordinary response, of which we should all be enormously proud. Obviously, the first responders, uh, the sacrifices of them was, was a whole other dimension of national sacrifice and, and achievement. But I don't, frankly, feel good about everything in retrospect. The nation did rally, as we're, we're now heralding, but not quite as much as we now try to remember. It, there was a national response, but there was some sense of regionalism in the country as well. Everybody voted for the relief, but I can't tell you that within the Congress there weren't elements that thought it was a national tragedy but needed more of a regional response. And I was disappointed at that. History will never record that because we'll now remember that the nation responded in unison. It didn't necessarily. Um, And while I'm very proud of what we did in Afghanistan uh, and all of us saying this will never happen again and we will never forget – Should we have pulled everybody out of Afghanistan? Uh, The Taliban is back. Al-Qaeda very well probably will be back. Uh, Was it not worth keeping 2,500 soldiers there on station, not in combat, to bolster the Afghan government so that Afghanistan never becomes a base against the United States or Western Europe again? Not sure that was the right thing to do. Um, And here we are 20 years later. We remember all the things we did right and the heroism and the extraordinary sacrifices. So this many years later, a $30 billion American intelligence community uh, failed to detect that there was going to be attack upon the United States with this vast intelligence and military and law enforcement network. Not a single person was fired. No one was held accountable. Uh, we changed some things, as we should have. Um I feel good about how we responded to 9-11. I cannot feel good about the days leading up to it, that uh, the intelligence wasn't read better, that our capabilities weren't better used. The fact is um, we should have known. And, Senator, you were you, – my recollection is you were among the, the very first, if, if not the first, to call for a, a board of inquiry into intelligence failures that, that led to those attacks or you – are you 20 years later, or you, do, you, do you still worry that, that those same intelligence failures could happen again? I worry anytime something happens historically and there's not accountability for it. Uh, actually, interestingly, I'm, I didn't know that you or anyone knew that because it was inside the Democratic caucus after 9-11. And uh, I and I, uh, I think Senator Lieberman and Senator Kerry had both called for there to be an inquiry about how this enormous military intelligence failure could have happened. And the Bush administration's response is that 
we were too busy uh, we're too busy fighting a war we can't be looking at an inquiry I by chance am a collector of antique books and one of the books that I had bought recently was the inquiry into um, the causes of the Civil War and I had already possessed the inquiry into the causes of Pearl Harbor um, we did an inquiry on Pearl Harbor while we were losing the war uh, and we had immediately done one on the causes of the Civil War and the Bush administration was claiming they didn't have time after 9-11 to find out how this happened. Well, their argument immediately collapsed. Uh, and, of course, the 9-11 Commission was formed. Um, uh, but it was a frustration, this, the, the, the fact that there were those who wanted to simply go on and that there would not have been some minimum accountability. Not for revenge sake, uh, not for political sakes, but unless you learn what happened, and how this enormous intelligence community could have failed to have detected this attack, you're almost certainly inviting for it to happen again. And I'm speaking with, with Bob Torricelli, former U.S. senator, was a U.S. senator on 9-11. And the, recently, President Biden ordered a declassification of all the 9-11 documents, those not related to a national security threat. I mean, what do, what do you think those documents might show? I'd actually be surprised if they showed more. Of course, the, the, the pressure to do so is the suspicion of a larger Saudi role in the 9-11 attacks. Um, I would be extremely surprised if that proved to be the case. Nevertheless, the families want to know, and they have a right to know, and the documents should be declassified. And you were, I mean, as, as, as I recall it, I mean, you were, you were a fervent advocate for the families, you know, many of whom lived in, in New Jersey, uh, they came to see you and, and, and asked you to, to, to become involved. It, does it seem a little remarkable that 20 years later Congress is still debating whether to make the Victims' Compensation Fund permanent? Well, that in itself is a disappointment. But, uh, but I, I have to say that the, in the 20 years I spent in the United States Congress, they're working with those families and um, – uh, getting the compensation relief, I consider one of the singular moments of my own life. The, um, at the time, Senator Moynihan of New York had retired, and Senator Schumer was new to the Congress. So New York did not have a representative, nor did Connecticut, on the Senate Finance Committee. Um, I was the only one. So a great deal of that fell on me, not simply the compensation for the victims, but just as significantly the liberty bonds to rebuild uh, lower Manhattan, uh, which is why I have some recollection of where I had resistance from all those who would now claim that they were in solidarity with New York and New Jersey. They, they were not all. Right. Um, the most significant thing for the families was not only getting them the relief, or I think there was broad support, but it was uh, making sure that relief was not heavily taxed uh, to give the people money to support their families and educate their children and then have it, forty uh, percent of it, disappear in taxation was outrageous, and I and having exempted much of it from taxation, I consider something I'm enormously proud of, and, and justifiably so. Senator Bob Torricelli, thank you for joining me today. On, on Thanks for having a very me, David. solemn day, and.